It's a trap, you walked right out of the hate All over a new king that's face is just replaced It's all the same, you still be ruled by force And no matter who it is, you'll still carry on the torch Just a lie, cheat, steal, half of what you make Taxation is theft, it's time to vacate the state Newsflash, all your cash is an IOU From killers who really do steal from you Inflation is a weapon used by every nation Who says that the saving in the world through lies Have they disguised and pass off as bravery? Well I got news, debt is slavery It don't matter who's matter, a new master don't matter When they both want the same, the state don't play no games They got you trying to survive and put you on sides And ready to kill each other, that's conquer and divide It's all for show, all for hyper control do you can do boy and we're back with another episode of bones and tuds we're here you with you today to give you everything you want to hear and more I had to do the blues clues because i saw a lot of people what's weird is like a few weeks ago i got on uh, google and people were like massively searching on trends what happened to steve from blues clues so i looked it up because i just found out blippy for those of you out there with children uh if you go on google and type in uh blippy shit video there's a video of him, uh, it's like called the Harlem Shake something or other. I found it on xvideos.com. It's a pornography website. Yeah. And, uh, it's for pornography. It's pornography. Yeah. People that, uh, people that view pornography or maybe pr- pr- pornographers to post videos. And he's doing the Harlem Shake naked on top of a sink while his buddy's upside down naked as well. And then he shits like, it looked like skyline chili mm. out of his asshole onto his friend. Mm. Anyway, long story short, uh, you know, Pee Wee Herman got arrested for jerking off in an adult movie theater, which is weird to me. I mean, I guess it was before the internet, but still. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what are you supposed to do? I'm just going to go into this theater and watch some adult films. Yeah, I mean, kind of expect that. I mean, yeah. You know. So he got fucked up. Blippi's a shithead, too. And I was like, what happened to Steve? This was weeks before the, pe- the people started looking. That's how you know I'm a psychic, you know? And uh, the reason, you know the reason why Steve left the Blue's Clues show? He was losing his hair. That's it. Yeah. And he wanted to do other things in air yeah. quotes. And he's still pretty successful. And there's all these memes going around about him. And, and he did and that video, this. you know. I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't see that video? I considered it dead. I figured that's what started all this. No, I literally yeah, he did this. Vi- he did this video, like, uh, gosh, it was just like last week. Yeah. Uh, where he's like, hey, like he's talking to like, you know. <laughs> like he's the you, you, Steve boy. You probably should watch it. Oh, honestly, I, did a, I did see a screenshot. Okay, honestly, like uh, yeah, Blue's Clues was past my time. So I know there were some people who were hit, getting hit right in the feels, <laughs> like kind of younger. Yeah. Like I said, we're. I used to watch it because my, my little brother would watch it when he was, you know. You know, we're, we're, you know we're what they call Zillennials because we're like on the cusp of Generation X and Millennials. And a cusp. Sign. So like uh, Blue's Clues was past our time. Yeah, like I still watch when it comes to kids shows, you know, like I'm watching it again too because Isaiah likes it. I, I mean, it's cool. I'm nothing against Blues Clues. Yeah, no, I just meant it's like a blast from the past. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he definitely uh, he put out a heartfelt video. Yeah, he did, and you know, like I said, if if I had like been a part of that era, I might have felt something more, but I really didn't. You know, he's got a band. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it it, it, it my world, real world equivalent would be like uh, Mr. Rogers. Doing something like that. Yeah. Which he kind of did that like every episode. Like, I'll never talk shit about Mr. Rogers. That dude was the fucking bomb. Yeah. Anybody that says different can... can... When he died, so so died the West. Pretty much, man. The West uh, went West. The world, the world moved on. I don't know how many other ways I can say it. He was just a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. 
but so was Steve. Yeah, it's cool to actually see some childhood heroes that aren't fucking pedophiles or weirdos. I mean, we're all weirdos. Uh, Lady Bones had asked me one day, she like, we were watching Blippi for the 7,825th time, and uh, I was getting ready to cut myself, like, from my hand to my elbow, mm-hmm. and uh, she was like, you should do that, for real. You could make kid videos. I was like, I could totally smoke some marijuana and do, like, really cool kid videos. Yeah. I said, but... With my podcast, my my web search history, and with the things that I do, like I've got two DUIs, people would eat me up in the media these days. I said the only one that survived was Steve, you know. Yeah, but it would be cool to like get fucked up and make kid videos. Listen, man, I I think that would be a cool idea. How cool is it though that that dude, Blippy, uh, Steve, fucking Mister Rogers, they were all like for a nation of parents that are you know single parent households or whatever, like. They were parents to these kids. Yeah. That's crazy. And they taught you good lessons and shit, too, you know? Don't get in the van with that guy. You know, be nice to people, yeah. you know? Don't be an asshole. Don't judge people because they look different or, yeah. you know, you know, judge people because, uh, yeah, it's like I was having a conversation with uh, little Tubbs the other day, right? Tubbs. And I was explaining to him, I don't even know what brought it on. But, like, I think he's starting to, like, you know, like, it's weird. Their kids go through an era where they, in their life, where there's not a lot of differentiation between black and white and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he's starting to come out of it and realize that there's there's distinction, right? Like, like there's differences. Yeah. Right? And uh, I was explaining to him and that I was, I told him, because I don't know what he's getting taught at school. Yeah. You know? So, I was like explaining to him that you know i was like there was this guy one time years ago who said that you know you that you know he wanted to live in a world where people were judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin yeah and i was like and that's how you should live your life i was like don't don't have any preconceived notions about anybody before you know them you know yeah or you understand what they believe in right exactly some real martin luther king shit judge them by their actions and not their you know, and physical characteristics. It's what, it, like he's coming up on an age where he uh, he's going to start seeing things and and try. He's going to be asking questions, right? Lots of questions. And I saw a TikTok the other day that I think I'm going to employ. It's hilarious, but at the same time, it gives him choice, right? Yeah. So the the plot of the TikTok is kid home, comes home from school and he's like, ask start. He's like. Dad, the kids at school are making fun of me because I don't know how babies are made. And he's and the kid's like, how are babies made? And the dad's like, okay, hold on. Let me show you. He turns around. He has Skittles, right? Yeah. He has two, one Skittle in each hand. He's like, okay. He's like, you're going to have to pick one of these. He's like, if you pick the blue Skittle, <laughs> I'm going to give you a fun, lighthearted uh, conversation about where babies come from. He's like... You're not going to know all the nitty-gritty details or anything like that. You're just going to know the basics. He's like, if you take the red Skittle, he's like, I'm going to tell you a lot of bad things. He's like, <laughs> you're never going to look at me and your mother the same again. Yeah. He's like, but you will know everything there is to know about how babies are made. And the kid takes the, <laughs> the blue Skittle. And so he's like, all right, little son, let me tell you about the birds and the bees. Like, and I think I'm going to do that. Give him the choice. Yeah. Yeah. Would, do you, you want like the, the sugar-coated reality or do you want the the hard truth? What you want, boy? 
I'm going to move into this next topic that made me literally white knuckle. I'm carrying a part of silicon, which is a very strong yet fragile. It's like metallic glass. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to crush it in my hands when I was listening to this. Have you heard the story? You know, it starts out kindly enough. It's uh, just imagine, you know, an illumination mm-hmm. of, um, you know ideals or perhaps using illumination in a way to destroy certain ideas that society doesn't find interesting i like a ie a book burning okay so these leftist colleges and uh, organizations have been burning books yeah i saw that in the united states there's actually u.s senators uh specifically elizabeth warren who who has been demanding amazon to take certain books off of their fuck that fake ass native american digital uh Lion print cunt. there was one about uh covid19 by uh dr mercola <clears throat> yeah that she's I like need to check in on that dude again. she's like telling amazon she's trying to get it passed that the that they that <coughs> force amazon to take that book and several other books off fuck, of their registry altogether him, they already made him delete all the shit off of his website fuck freedom of speech but yeah uh it's very fahrenheit 451 ish and at the same time have you heard about lawn boy no okay well, here's the anger. So this book is by Gary Paulson, if I have the right one here. Lawn Boy. And this book was being promoted across the country, either in schools or... And forgive me if I got the wrong one. It's definitely called Lawn Boy. I'm not sure of the author. So look into that for yourself. But apparently the Boy Scouts of America have also been promoting this book for 10-year-olds. And it's about a boy... Grows up in a neighborhood, as m- many boys do, mm-hmm. boys, mm-hmm. and uh, talks about him getting his wiener sucked in the shed by his older friend, and how it wasn't bad. And then it talks about him getting his wiener sucked by a grown man. Various ancestral stories promoted to children across the United States of America. For real? Absolutely, absolutely for real. When did this book come out? I'm not sure. I just heard about it about two days ago. (sighs) So, go ahead and check that off the list. I actually kept pretty cool on that one. Leftists burn offensive books, and yet we promote pedophilia to children. That's fine. You know, this is all happening the same time. Every Western country is eating itself alive to destroy its history, to destroy its ideals of manlyhood. Is that a word? Manlyhood? Manhood? Manhood. Yeah. Okay. And uh, apparently the Chinese just double-crossed this globalist plan to be a one-world government, and they decided they're going to be the boys. So now everybody wants to go to war with China, and they'll probably have a war with China soon here in the States or who knows where. And... uh you know, the same time we are teaching kids about pedophilia and promoting certain lifestyles that don't go with our, you know, I don't know how to say it, history, I guess. Uh, yeah. The Chinese are promoting three children in the household now, away from their one-child rule. They've quit teaching English in their classrooms. They're getting rid of American business owners. You have to be married to a Chinese person in order to have a business interest in China. 
And uh, they've gotten rid of Sissy Boys on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing about that. This is some fucking shit, man. Not only that, we actually have an out-and-out U.S. general who uh, yes. admitted... General Milley. Yeah, who admitted that he was in communication with General Lee. Yeah. Uh, concerning whether, like, basically telling him that if, if there was going to be some sort of attack, he would let him know that it was coming like it wouldn't be a surprise or anything like that yeah they said that uh they last, were in last time i checked you know i'm a you know i i don't i'm not a big proponent of authority or chain of command or anything like that, None of that no. for, that's all fake but i'm gonna say this right now that i'm pretty sure that's treason well let me look up the definition alex jones on his show played a series of quotes from pelosi and others back during uh before trump was even out of office mm-hmm. keep in mind we don't we don't ride the Trump train. No. We don't ride any politician's train. However, some would say that some things were better. You know, basically every presidency seems to get worse and worse. Yeah. They definitely didn't like him in there, and that's why they got him out. But they were talking about before the election even happened that they were, the leftists were in control of the military, and not to worry, the nukes were in their control. Trump couldn't, you know, nuke yeah. China. And Milley said basically, like, the same thing. We're in control of the nukes, and there's nothing that's going to happen without our say-so. I've told the troops that if I'm not present, there's to be no military action done, regardless of what the president says. So, he was going to give the Chinese a heads up, basically, yeah, about uh, any war or any type of thing. And all we were doing at the time was economic warfare. It wasn't really warfare, it was just... uh, Let's just say this. this, It was economic posing to get a good trade deal. This is not something you would say to... (laughs) I don't even know if the U.S. would say something like that to an allied general. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I mean, like, though we wouldn't be talking about attacking, but like, we're not exactly on the best terms with China. You know what I mean? Especially since, uh, just like not even two days ago, that whole U.S. U.K. Australia pact was signed, which makes me think that, uh, in a way, I feel like the chessboard's getting set up. Oh yeah. The pieces are getting set. The, of, the pieces are being put on the board. A lot of funny looking eyes on those chess pieces too. Uh, we have, you know, like I said, you have the U.S., U.K., uh, Australia pact that just got formed, basically. Yeah. And like yeah, the funny part is, is France is like, what the fuck? Chocolate blue. They're pissed because we didn't include them in their pact. Yeah. They were pissed, um, too, about us giving Australia nuclear submarines. I wonder, because you know how, like we've talked before about in this New World Order plan, the United States was meant to be the most powerful, right, the world, and then transferred into the world's police and all the innovation. <clears throat> now it's like we're selling everything off. It's like a, a store you see a clearance sign in front of. We're selling off all of our fucking shit to other countries well, that we're about to implode. I, like I said, this is the setting up the pieces because we give subs to Australia for... Basically, when because they are the they're at the gates, right? Think about it like this: like I'm gonna put this in fantasy terms, right? Yeah. And in, in these terms, I hope uh, it's Lord of the Rings. It is. Oh, thank God. In these terms, you gotta think of Australia like Gondor. Yeah. Right. Like they <laughs> they're pressed up against the border with Mordor, right? And we just <laughs> we don't we, want that. Smoke. We just sent some 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 prime fucking yeah some prime shit trebuchets and what have you yeah to Australia. Because they're they're gonna if shit goes off they're gonna be the ones that are gonna know about it first. Oh, I fuck you, Mike. Oh, do you see that the I think too that there's something to be said about these deals being made over the fact that these countries are doing like tyrannical communist Chinese shit to their own people. 
Yeah. Like, you do this to your people, and we will prevent legal action from certain things. I know there's a politician in Australia who's being investigated for crimes, financial crimes, and she was basically told by these PAC groups and these lobbyists that if she goes along with this pushing the COVID narrative, they will they will make that shut they will shut that shit down. Yeah. So I wonder if us giving all this technology away to other countries is not only it's like a two step. So it's a globalist thing like for us to have, you know, an upper hand in China in one way versus the fact that like, okay, you're willing to fucking kill off and force your citizens to do this uh, this bioweapon injection and um, we'll give you technology. Yeah. Like it's some it just seems dark to me. Do you think? Uh, do you think, considering our, our our we started to form these alliances, that we've decided that Japan is just a wash? Well, they ne- <laughs> like we've we've joked before. They've never gotten over what happened in World War Two. But but I, have they're we just, just give, did we just give up on them? Or like they they're already a lost cause if something were to happen. Like oh yeah, because they're already going to get. Listen. Here's my thing, man. Shout out to Taiwan. I feel bad for those motherfuckers. It's about to be. I over say Japan them. and Taiwan are because. Taiwan, one thing, because China already has decided that Taiwan is theirs, right? Like, yeah. it's their property. Um, but Japan, the Chinese have a particularly, they have a particular axe to grind <coughs> with the Japanese, Yeah, you know, from, what, over 80 years ago, yeah. something like that. China thinks generationally, too. They haven't forgotten about that. Blood, oh, that no, blood their death. ancestors didn't forget about that shit, either. No. Let's read this definition before we get too too far away from our... Our fucking uh, military general, Milley. Yeah. Uh, Treason is a crime of attacking a state authority to which one owes allegiance. This typically includes acts such as participating in war against one's native country, attempting to overthrow its government, uh, spying on its military, its diplomats, or its secret services for a hostile foreign power, or attempting to kill its head of state. A person who commits treason is known as a traitor. So let's put it this way, in theory, he didn't. It's like he was supplying information. Let's say it's and cons- subversing a power. If anything, this is what I'm going to say. It was it was conspiracy to commit treason. Yeah, right. Because he didn't actually. He gave them. He basically told them like, "Hey, if shit went bad, I'm going to tell you about it." That's con- that like that's conspiracy, For right? Sure. Like yeah. it's not the actual act. It's a- but in and of itself, I would go on to say. That he probably should not be somebody in charge anymore. No, he should resign or be shot dead in the street in Minecraft. In Minecraft, In yeah. Minecraft. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we'll jump ahead here to uh, the Plandopolis video. I'm going to go ahead and put that clip in here now. So glad you're on time. I'm V. I'm looking forward to showing you around Plandopolis today. 
My husband works from home. He's a virtual engineer working on one of the city's desalination plants. He controls the robots who do all the important maintenance. I think he basically plays computer games for a living. <laughs> you ready to go? Have you got your calorie card open on your smartphone? I registered your visit with Slick Travel Corp the other day, so they've uh, allotted you a journey time to, to match mine. It makes so much sense, doesn't it? Switch off brain and go to work. <laughs> with this many people around, I'm glad there's a mega computer in charge. We're so lucky. Uh, our kids were allocated a school quite near my practice so I can drop them off on the way. It saves on our calorie ration. Well, it won't be long until the little darlings get their career announcements. They've been working so hard, so I'm sure they'll get something good. N not that there's anything wrong with fixing carbon scrubbers for a living or anything. Are you hungry? Let's pop to the market as we're passing. Right, what's on the menu this month? No, not meat. It's not your birthday. The Global Food Council are doing a really good job of keeping food production going. I mean, you don't get the choice you used to, but we're better off than most. I think it's probably easiest to walk from here. You barely see a car in the city centre nowadays, unless you're rich. <laughs> oh, the state knows they just aren't practical anymore. We're all trying to meet our global carbon deal. Electric bikes are so much better for getting around our neighbourhood. And why waste valuable space on car parks when you can use them to grow food? I don't care what you say, Alex. They don't deserve to live in that ghetto. They are completely disconnected. No high-speed transport system, no new internet. They miss out on jobs and many essential services too. Oh, hi again. <laughs> what a day. I had to make a, an emergency visit to the Cry Freedom ghettos. I mean, I miss my sister like mad, but I'm glad they went when they moved to New Amsterdam. They're safe from climate change on the floating city. <laughs> that must be her now. It's much easier to meet up with friends virtually now. So many cities have banned cars in central areas. Ooh, looks like she's got some juicy gossip. What did you think of that clip? Man, let me tell you. It was a promoted cartoon, I believe, in England or Australia, or both. I like. I was watching it. I had to feel like it wasn't like it was satirical. It wasn't meant to be serious. Oh, no. Because it's just like they, that's what they're talking about. That's Agenda Twenty Thirty. I mean, that's what it looks like. Yeah, but that's what they that they're like they're promoting it as a thing that is. Look how great. You know, but I get where you're coming at. There's it's, a lot of it seems feel. super satirical because it's like. None of this shit sounds cool. Calorie uh, 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 allowance. See, but that's what like, Klaus Schwab and these other fuckers have been talking about ever since this fake-ass pandemic happened. They've been talking about these type of things. He has a fucking interview out there where he spoke and he's like talking about uh, it is great that the animals are coming back to life and that nature is recovering from the human experience with us in the lockdowns. Perhaps we should look at climate lockdowns. 
They're talking about climate lockdowns in the United States and the in the world. And then yeah. I've also heard other countries talking about calorie cards just like that. Like That's fucking And it's nuts. the same shit we talked about a number of shows ago about that whole meat allowance from this Biden Green Deal thing. That's another agenda twenty thirty where you only be able to have meat on your fucking birthday or like once a year. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. They want us to eat fucking mealworms, crickets, and all these like go Google go Google fucking uh insect protein bars. They're out there. They sell them now. I don't want to eat that. They're making, uh, there's another story you can look up. <laughs> Google Japanese scientists create steak out of human feces. Look up, uh, I forget, and everybody, I just heard this the other day too, and it freaked me out. I should have told you about this earlier. Nobody knows where Christian from Ice Age Farmer is gone. He's just disappeared. His last video was posted in July. I think there's there's a lot of people like that right yeah, now. Yeah, a lot of people are either going off grid or they're just gone. They're just, they're going black, black ops. They're going deep. He was one of the first people that woke me up to that shit about eating insects and all the engineered food shortages and all this fucking... I mean, the enemy's at the gate, friends, and I think the gate's open. <laughs> like, So, we got Plandopolis out of the way. I mean, nothing like a war... Uh, 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 I mean, if, if they're all in collusion together, nothing like a, a big, large-scale fucking global conflict... To really rein in the rest of what they needed to do. Yeah, I'm gonna right? call it. I'm gonna call it here first. It came to me this week as I was talking to my brother. He just got an uh, an email from his company, and they are. He's an engineer, mm-hmm. and he makes uh, medical equipment for other countries, basically medical tables, stuff like that. I don't mm-hmm. know what else, but you know, good shit. Yeah. And um, he got an email that was like giving them a date. I think it was on the day that they all had to be vaccinated, and we were talking about that back and forth. And, like, we both agree. Like, it's weird, and I, a lot of people probably won't agree, but, I mean, these motherfuckers in power are literally seemingly using the fucking Book of Revelation as a playbook. Like, whether or not it's real, they're using it. Yeah. It's kind of the same way I believe the uh, Zionist government of Israel is trying to force things on its people to kill 660,000 so they can fucking make some sort of weird biblical well, prophecy happen. You know what they say, though? Apocalypse... It doesn't mean the end. No, it's it just a, it just means that it's the end change of, of an age. It's the change of an age, yeah. So like maybe uh, they're trying to usher in the quote unquote apocalypse so they can usher in their new age. Yeah, I was glad to hear. You know, he at least won't take it, and uh, he and I both have the same opinion. Basically, like, a I was looking for a job when I found this one, and secondly, uh, there'll be water if God wills it. Yeah, you know, shout out the gunslinger. Mm-hmm. But if anybody out there is considering getting the shot to keep their employment, I would urge them to check out the Crow House on BitChute. Um, as of today, it is um, the newest episode on there, but he played like five, ten minutes of clips of nurses and medical professionals from Canada, Australia, and the United States talking about how they resigned because of not getting the shot. And at the same time, like they're, some of these hospitals are paying these people to work there. They've pushed back the hire, the uh, requirement date so they have more time to hire replacements. Yeah. And they're like, <clears throat> they're all saying all across the world that it's either bullshit that these hospitals are filling up, or if they are filling up, they're all filled with vaccinated people while the media tells you it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. But the thing is, is like I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not really seeing it. <clears throat> no, I mean I know we live in punk ass Ohio, but if you talk to people from the listeners, you know that listen to the show, 
You listen to these videos of all these people across the world. They're all saying the same thing. Well, I told you. So, okay, uh, let's take case in point. Um, this is on the micro scale, but you could take it to the macro level if you want. Okay, so Tobin's right mm. in her profession, um, which I, I mean, she works in education. I could say that. Yeah. Um, so when school started, it there developed a spike, right? And inherently, already, not even a month into school, the spike is there. It's already on the decline on the other side. <coughs> yeah. So basically, more or less, the school reached herd is close to reaching herd immunity already, natural immunity. Yeah. Not which uh, that study from Israel found is twenty three times more effective than the vaccine at preventing another COVID infection. So take that on the macro scale, right? And this is why I told her I was like, you know why? I was like, it had its spike and then it's on the decline already. Yeah. I was like, because. They're not enforcing the rules like they were last year or anything like that. Kids are all up in each other's shit again. They're fucking... And they caught. They're doing what kids have done always. They, they caught. Get, they get disease. They get immunity to it. They spread it to others who get immunity to it. And it's I, a story as old as time. And I said the reason why that this is drug out as long as it has is because... <clears throat> like, let's take case in point like Sweden, right? Yeah. They didn't have any lockdowns. They didn't enforce any mass mandates. They didn't, do, they didn't shut down businesses. They didn't do nothing. Right. right? They just did business as usual. Really and guess fun. what? They 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 had their spike, and they came out the other side long before anybody else dealt with it. You know why? Because what this was like a it was like a slow turn, right? Like we yeah. we we fucking shut down the machine, or we we took it down to a quarter speed and let the problem fucking run slow instead of just letting it run through like it should have, like it naturally would have. Yeah. Right. It would have had its flush, its apex, and then ultimately its decline. No, I get it. It's but not a they, regular disease. It's they, a bioweapon. They've given it, but that's the thing, though. They have given it time to mutate, to they've adapt and change. to mutate as well. Yeah, they've given it time to mutate and change instead of just letting the, the first original one run its course, let it get through everybody, and then, or not every. I mean, not everybody, because I'm still under the impression I'm pretty sure I'm immune. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think I can get it. Even, like, that's the thing I don't understand all the time that I, I, I constantly have to check in and ask people. Like, we're we're shutting society down. We're at a point where, I mean, it's granted, it's all a plan. They want a great reset. They want to shut down society. They want to kill people off. These are things we know. Look yeah. at Agenda 2030. Look at uh, the Deagle report that they've, if you can still find it. Yeah. Of the massive amount of uh, reduction from our country, at least. Um, the Georgia Guidestones. They like they want a massive depopulation. They, they slowed it. Though that's the thing, though. They introduced it, thinking that it was going to be a lot more harmful than it was, and it wasn't. So all they're they're ultimately like the only thing, the only way we're going to make this worse is if we basically slow it down. Yeah, and let this thing change and introduce mutate. our gene therapies. For yeah, it. It, it, let, introduce it, let it err, let it change, <laughs> let it adapt. And at and, it, and through its adaptation, it'll become more resilient to any form of treatment, or and it's going to become more powerful. Yeah. Did you see? I think it was India that had just posted they were COVID free because of uh, ivermectin. Really? They're giving people the uh, that terrible drug that was given a Nobel award. Horse dewormer. Yeah, for yeah. people and animals. Yeah. That's also been shown to kill cancer, but they won't use it because it actually gets rid of the problem. 
Yeah. Now would be a good time to play that video if I can find it upon editing. If it's not in here in the show, I couldn't find it because they removed it. But it's on the Alex Jones show from last week. Um, <clears throat> where Fauci is admitting his, his uh, not only involvement and funding, but the results of gain-of-function research, where he created what they call the doomsday virus. So put that here. This room discussing so many of the other gain-of-function research that we do, this room discussing so many of the other gain-of-function research that we do, this room discussing so many of the other gain-of-function research that we do, this room discussing so many of the other gain-of-function research that we do, which naturally give gain of function, and investigators study these effects on the phenotypes of interest. Does this mutation make something more transmissible, more pathogenic, or adapt to host better? Or what historically investigators have done is to actually create gain of function by making mutations, passage adaptation, or other newer genetic techniques such as reverse genetics and genetic reassortment. When we do that, often some, some phenotypes appear and others disappear. For example, it is commonly seen that when you increase a transmissibility, you may see a decrease in pathogenesis, or vice versa. You may deliberately increase pathogenesis and see a decrease in transmissibility. But the bottom line is that gain and loss of function research is critical to understanding disease pathogenesis, antimicrobial resistance, and host responses, as well as to developing better techniques of surveillance, vaccines, and therapeutics. Specifically, to gain a function research on HPAI H5N1. What we're talking about now is the gain of function research in studies that increase predominantly the transmissibility as was is the case that I'm going to get into in a moment, as well as pathogenesis and alteration of host range of the virus. Now, the reason we are here today in this room with H5N1, highly pathogenic influenza, and we're not in this room discussing so many of the other gain-of-function research that we do, is because naturally occurring HPAI H5N1 viruses cause a reported almost 60% mortality in humans, which triggered a concern, understandably, clearly, that if you give a gain of function of a pathogenic virus to make it more transmissible, that's a whole different story than some of the other things we faced. So let's get down to what happened very briefly. You know historically, and I'm going to go very quickly through the historical perspective that brought us here today. There were studies done by two NIH, NIAID-funded investigators, Ryan Fouché and Yoshi Kawaioka, in which H5N1, a strain from Indonesia and a strain from Vietnam, were altered in a gain of function, either by direct mutation or by reassortment. And by passage in ferrets, the mammal model for this virus, for humans, there was an increase in, in fact, an, a, an, a, a, a development of aerosol transmissibility in a mammal which this particular virus did not have. Because of that, this triggered concern 
This was after the experiments had been done and after they had been submitted to the journals. And from this uh, press statement, we put it before our National Science Advisory Board for Biosecurity here at NIH, which is representative and advisory to the entire department of HHS as well as to other agencies. And the conclusion was made, and this is critically important for us to understand, and I, and I take this right out of the statement that came from the NSABB, that due to the importance of the findings to the public health and research communities, the NSABB recommended that the general conclusions highlighting the novel outcome be published, but the manuscript did not include methodologic and other details that could enable replication of the experiments by those who would seek to do harm. What also was discussed that might accidentally be released, so it is not just people who would deliberately do harm. As Sally mentioned, following that, there was an explosion of reaction, sometimes bordering on the very extreme, as shown by this editorial from the New York Times, an engineered doomsday. This is just one, but as some of you may recall, there was a lot of activity talking about worst case scenarios where the world might be destroyed. In that setting, the influenza community voluntarily imposed upon themselves a pause of 60 days from January 2012 on any research involving highly pathogenic avian influenza virus leading to the generation of viruses that are more transmissible in mammals. That was supposed to be a 60-day, and as you know, the moratorium is still in place, the voluntary moratorium on the part of the investigators. But soon thereafter, there began to be an open discussion clarifying that research in different fora outside of the NSABB. The NIH and the CDC, because we do similar work, also agreed that we, in our own intramural investigators, we would refrain from uh, these types of experiments and essentially abide by the moratorium that was signed on by a significant number of our extramural investigators. And I'm talking about the investigators at NIAID and other institutes as well as the CDC. From there came open discussion. Many of you remember the meeting in Geneva in February of 2012, where importantly new data were presented and even more importantly original data was substantially clarified which led that group, which was predominantly influenza people, with a consensus to delay publication, but ultimately to publish them after there had been some more emphasis and discussion of safety, public health, and communication issues. But also, they recommended to extend the moratorium in order to have further discussion, as well as reaffirming the PIP agreement. Then back in the United States, what happened was a series, as you can see from the dates on these, of open discussions in, in different forum. There was a meeting sponsored by the ASM on biodefense, shown here, the people who were a part of the panel, myself included, Bruce Alberts of Science, Mike Osterholm of the NSABB, and Ron Fouché, one of the investigators, and we discussed openly the situation of the publishing of these data and the experiments that would be performed. The NSABB re-met the next month, and they examined the revised manuscripts with the clarification of data, 
And they voted unanimously to have Kawaioka manuscript be communicated in full, and in the 12th to 6th decision, also that the Fouché manuscript be communicated after appropriate scientific review and revision, which, as you'll see in a second, actually occurred. Then we had a National Academy of Science workshop where we looked at the lessons learned. Where did we, how did we get to where we were, and what do we need to do in the future to proceed in a responsible manner? The next day, the publication of the manuscripts occurred, as shown here in the Nature and Science titles. But the discussion continued, and one of the questions that was asked by the investigators, since this was a voluntary moratorium on their part, is how long is this moratorium going to go on, and what are really going to be some of the guidelines that we could actually follow on the basis of this? We at NIAID, being the major funders of most but not all of these people, we obviously were connected to that because they wanted to know, since you're our major funders, what kind of research will you fund? There was a major meeting of the Centers of Excellence for Influenza Research and Surveillance this past summer, searches, but people like yourselves. And in fact, the transcript edited of my discussion at the Sears was recently published in Ambio, in which I referred to this workshop. And in fact, the meeting participants would consider the general principles concerning the rationale for risks and benefits of such experiments and what lines might be drawn in their conduct and the reporting back and forth with the funding agencies. And so here we are. And this is the workshop that I was referring to that will take place today and tomorrow. And the purpose from the standpoint of, and I'm speaking from a pure research standpoint, is to review the key issues related to the gain of function of these viruses, scientific public health, biosafety, biosecurity, and importantly for the decisions we have to make now is the considerations of the possible criteria for funding by HHS, IE, NIH, CDC of gain-of-function research on highly pathogenic avian influenza. As you know, there's a draft framework that Harvey referred to that we will be discussing in detail and you'll have the opportunity to comment on to guide funding decisions. And that's the critical point I want to make from the standpoint of the NIH about this gain-of-function research. Now, just to put it in perspective, are we talking about a major chunk of what we do? No. As a matter of fact, this is relatively small because the research gain of function of transmissibility, et cetera, on H5N1 highly pathogenic is a very minor part, but an important part of our portfolio. It's part of four flu research projects that contain this. It's around 10% of the entire H5N1 portfolio and less than 1% of the total NIAID flu research funding. But it has triggered a very important question. Now, I want to close on these last two slides because I believe it's important that you keep this in consideration. First of all, questions have come up about the concern of the danger of people that you fund. NIAID, NIH, certainly CDC, only funds and conducts gain-of-function research on H5N1 highly pathogenic avian influenza viruses for researchers who are highly trained 
skilled, experienced, and adequately regulated. This issue has not been a major concern about the investigators, certainly the ones that I just mentioned, who clearly fall into that category. That was not the concern. The concern was that the products or information that were generated by these experiments might be used by others in a way that could harm society, either carelessly in an unregulated fashion by inexperienced people or even by deliberate misuse. Now, there are some disagreements, and we've heard them in the broad discussion in those months that went from the time of the moratorium until now. There's disagreements as to the scientific and or public health value of these experiments. But I believe the people who feel that they shouldn't be conducted are in the minority. Because even the most concerned members of NSABB felt that the experiments should be done, but the distribution of the knowledge should be restricted. Now here comes the rub. As of today, there is no mechanism to provide restricted access to information regarding research funded by NIH. So if NIH funds a grant, it is assumed that the results will be published. The only mechanism for restricted access is classification right now. NIAID does not, nor will we fund or do, classified research. So really the fundamental question with regard to our involvement is, and, and the discussion in general, is the issue is the risk to global health of the work that we fund, the risk of not funding that research versus the risk to the global health of the information harming society. That really is the critical question. So therefore, even though, as Harvey said, there are going to be no conclusions or consensus, from our standpoint, the question is, should or should we not fund this research? And that's the thing that we're going to be concentrating on in the discussions that occur. And uh, so he more or less, he lied to, to Congress. Yeah, what's that called? Perjury? Yeah, I think that's called, he, he definitely perjured himself. What's that? That runs a five-year prison term, I think. As far as I know, yeah. Isn't it weird that... The guy that ran gain-of-function research that lied to the Senate um, is also the head of our fucking medical response. And he was also named by The Guardian just today uh, the world's sexiest man. Shut the fuck up. I'm not even joking. I wish I was. <sighs> you can hear me marking that off my paper aggressively. This is how, like, ham they've gone on this shit. Just remember, everyone. Joe Biden's patience is thin with you. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. Aggressive marking. <laughs> now, <clears throat> I really want to find this one. I'm going to have to spend hours looking for this fucking video because it's on. I can only find it on Alex Jones' show. I don't know where he got it from. Yeah. But it was a kid who's basically like cussing out anyone on his channel. Like, I don't want to hear any of you talking about I need to take the shot or this or that. Because my baby sister just got it and she died. The same time they're about to approve this shit for two to five-year-olds. Yeah. And probably make it mandatory come fall for fucking school-age kids. Mm -hmm. Suck my dick. Yeah. 
They're talking about some colleges. Did you see the story where they're not even allowing kids to uh, go to school remotely via Zoom without a vaccine? Yeah. Are you out of your fucking mind? They're crazy as fuck. Shameless. Shameless. Shameless, to say the least. Speaking of uh, all the things that, all the restrictions and everything that gets put on, did you happen to catch any of the, the footage from the Met Gala the other night? Oh, the uh, text that ass? Yeah, <laughs> text that ass for days. Son. You know what's weird? I, I read a really good article about it on Zero Hedge. Zero Hedge is just awesome. If you oh, guys haven't checked out Zero Hedge, dot com is where it's at. So not a sponsor. Basically, they lay it down like this: like the 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 elites think that we are just the scum of the fucking earth. Yeah, and that only servants and peasants wear masks. I can't because you look at this Met shit. Gala, right? Yeah, not a mask well, inside. Thirty thousand dollars a plate. $35,000 a plate. Okay. $35,000 a plate. She had on tens of thousands of dollars worth of jewelry. The yeah. dress was tens of thousands of dollars, if I remember right. And it said, tax the rich on the back. While she's walking around massless, like all the other... Uh, what's the But that's the thing, word? though. They're handlers and the photographers and everybody else, they wore masks. <laughs> because they're because servants. They're, they're servants. They're undermensch. Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the opposite of that that Hitler used? Uh, what do they? How do you refer to them? Well, like, there's the Ubermensch. Ubermensch. The above men, the supermen. Yeah. So they're the supermen, and I'm the Undermensch because I have to wear a mask at work. Yeah. Like to prevent, uh, you know, nothing. Now, and yeah, she went to. Now, mind you, she didn't pay for it herself. She somebody donated a ticket to her. Of course. Which I feel like that's a conflict of interest. I'm pretty sure I've taken enough EEO, um, ethics courses. Ethics courses. You know, I get them drilled into my fucking head, but then, and mind you, I am nobody. And yet this motherfucker is accepting $35,000 tickets to a fucking gala wearing a dress uh, that says tax the rich on it, made by a woman whose boyfriend, uh, boyfriend's family is worth $150 million. Yeah, that's fine. They laugh. Like, I want you, I want anybody out there that thinks that AOC or any of them are on your side, they laugh at you. Same as it's Bernie. All, it's, you know, I, the one thing I'll say about Bernie is Bernie, at least, that motherfucker back in the day was in the fucking trenches. Now, yeah, he took payouts now. Got, yeah, before he got yeah, paid off. He definitely got paid off, right? He was there to build a, a crowd and then, and then sell them. But the thing is, is that it's, it's all a fucking... Like, they don't take you seriously. They don't care about your problems. They care about your votes. They want your emotions. So they, will, they, they want your emotions. They will tell you anything <clears throat> that you want to hear. Like, think about it, man. This woman who's, like, supposedly, like, a, a spokesperson for the disenfranchised and the poor caught and all this stuff. Numbers of times doing that mass shit where she puts it on for the camera, just like they got caught the other day. Going to the most garish fucking bourgeois fucking event of the year like and and that's the thing like and everyone's like it's such a bold statement in front of all those rich people it's like no they think it's funny too it's a joke it's like the same thing as me wearing like a fucking like you remember (laughs) like wearing a funny shirt you know what i mean like something goofy on it that make people laugh because yeah that's the thing she wasn't amongst she wasn't a a fucking revolutionary going into the fucking ball with a bold statement she she like it was a joke it's yeah. all a joke you got to understand like she 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 did all this stuff to rise to the top and has what has she done to actually not a goddamn help thing. any Other anybody than rise emotions yeah and promote communism it's the literally it's the capital from hunger games 
That, that's what, yeah, that's what the Met Gala, it looks like the Hunger Games. The only thing they don't have is that drink that where they can drink it and they throw up all their food so they can eat more. I mean, yeah. I don't know that they don't have that. Maybe they do. Fuck them. Like, it, and it goes beyond just the Met Gala. I mean, you look at, like, <coughs> Obama's birthday, 60th birthday party yeah, and stuff like that, where it's like, these motherfuckers are shoving this shit down our throats. Yeah, it's a joke. Right? It's a joke inside of the clown world. It, but I'll tell you what, there's one person that didn't go to the Met Gala, and she's catching a lot of heat right now. Hmm. And that's Nicki Minaj. Oh, why? Because I guess apparently to get into the Met Gala, you had to be vaccinated. Yeah. And she has not been vaccinated. And not only is she not vaccinated, she she basically said, uh, and this is the reason she's catching, she's catching heat for two reasons. One, because she said, uh, this is up to, this is a personal decision and the government or anybody shouldn't be involved in it. How dare you be famous and talk about personal freedom? Um, and the other one was is she shared a story about her cousin in Trinidad. Trinidad who had a friend who got the shot and his testicles swelled. Became impotent and his wife canceled the wedding. Yeah, his, yeah, his future bride canceled the wedding. And, you know, now they're trying to, like, disclaim it and say, oh, no, no, no. That, like, even the government of Trinidad is saying, like, oh, that's, 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 that's not real. And, uh, but then somebody posted, they're like, uh, number of patients with certain symptoms and stuff like that and mm. swollen testicles was on there with, yeah. I think it was like 47 cases, which, I mean, if you think about it, Trinidad isn't very big. Yeah. Uh, and that's people reporting it, mind you. Right. Of of swollen testicles after... Uh, because isn't it weird that, like, you got people getting swollen testicles, men getting swollen testicles after taking it, and women having a weird, irregular period right after it? Yeah, and women around those women who didn't get vaccinated, but through the shedding of the virus, in air quotes, uh, most likely a prion, also started having strange menstrual symptoms. That's weird, man. It is weird. That's Man. weird. It must be a coincidence. You, you know, know what else isn't real? You know, like that story from Trinidad where the balls swell up. Um, that wasn't real, right? Yeah. According to the government, it wasn't real. You know what else wasn't real? is was a video I watched on Max Egan's show the other day of a mother who was having a, what he called a Caesar, mm-hmm. a cesarean section. And I believe it was in England or New Zealand. I'm not sure which. Maybe Australia. I don't fucking know. But she goes in the hospital for her Caesar, and the doctor won't give her one. Because she wasn't vaccinated. So she gets vaccinated. And then they have a cell phone video of the baby suffering, writhing, and just generally unwell. Yeah. The newborn baby that was exposed to this fucking experimental gene therapy. And no one knows if it lived or died. Hmm. Untested. Bioweapon. Well, it's been tested. It's getting tested. It's being tested right now. Well, I know exactly. The one that what's funny is they're mandating all these people get shots for these jobs because they've approved the vaccine, right? The approved vaccine, if you look on the FDA's website, won't be available till 2025. Yeah. But people are losing their jobs today, tomorrow, and in November. Yeah. And I I would (laughs) say aggressive market. And that's the thing. I don't think, uh, I don't think this is the end. I was reading an article earlier uh, from an interview on CNN um, with, uh, it was posted in the group chat. Yeah, I posted it earlier. I was about to talk about it. Um, That's also not real. That CNN's Leanna Wynn said the vaccinated should not be allowed to leave their homes. Yeah. She didn't say that? Or she did? I'm just saying the government says it's not real. Mm. We're going along with that whole thing because that just makes more sense. But she literally said it on CNN. Yeah. Yeah, she did. And that that Biden's measures weren't tough enough. No, they're not. They're not. And that they need to take steeper measures in well, order to ensure. There was a politician in Australia that said the same thing, and they're about a year ahead of us. 
Unless we speed this up. I'm sure a year ahead of us will change in the fall. I think we're going to be Australia in the fall. I want you all to understand something. Uh, that any of you that did take it, I want you to understand that like, if I end up dead for whatever reason, um, we'll haunt you. It's not going to stop. They're going to keep going, and it's going to be booster after booster yeah, after booster. They've already admitted that. Boosters. It's fucking crazy. You know what is crazier is that um, these people who took the first shot or the second shot, who found out that they don't get any of their freedoms back and that they're going to have to continue to take this shit over and over again, are now starting to say, fuck that shot. I, I and they're hope, now considered I hope, unvaccinated. I hope more and more people do. Um because this thing, when it's no longer when it's no longer boosters for COVID, it's going to be something else. You know, they're already talking about some virus out of India called India called Nepal. Yeah, uh, that apparently it's been around for a while and it just crops up every once in a while. It sounds like Ebola, kind of. Yeah, great. And, um, but it, it's it's going to be something else because, like, uh, someone put it best. They said they've shifted from a military industrial complex to a medical tyranny. medical yeah. a medical industrial complex. They, same That's, time they switch from a, a terrorist tyranny to a fucking medical tyranny. Yeah, it's more effective, or at least it used to be. That's why I think they're going to go to war with China to cover up the fact they're losing the narrative on COVID. I mean, basically, what's probably going to end up happening to us, I imagine, is um, we'll all be kidnapped and put somewhere. Like and I say, and then, and then they're gonna like hook us up to machines, and they're gonna take out our our pure, untainted blood yeah, for their own semen. for their own machinations. I you hope know? they hook me up to a semen sucker, and I hope it's pleasurable. I hope I die of pleasure. You know, I got two other stories. You died on here. from a chafed penis. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Decent wienerings all around. Makes me think of uh, Futurama, where Zap Brand is like. Death by Snoo Snoo? Yeah, the, the 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 spirit is willing, but the flesh is spongy and bruised. <laughs> Before we move out of the world of unreality, two other things that aren't real. That interview you watched the other day that I sent you of Ernest Ramirez talking about Ernest Jr. Man, that's some sad shit right there. You know what else is cute is that GoFundMe banned his page. Facebook banned his page. YouTube took his video down. Really? And Fox edited his interview. Yeah, he uh, had a son that he raised by himself as a single father his entire life. He was 16 or 17 years old, and they were terrified of COVID. And he said, I trusted the government, but I don't trust them anymore. And uh, that's because he went out and got a shot, and then they found one that was safe. I think it was the Pfizer vaccine for his 16-year-old or 17-year-old son who went out and got it. And they were just trying to do their duty, you know? Yeah. Because in their worldview, they didn't know any of the shit that we talk about all the time. Or any of the history of vaccines or history of democide or any of that shit. So his son goes out and takes it. And five days later, he goes out with his neighbors to play basketball and drops dead of a heart attack. Yeah. Swollen heart. 16 years old. Myocarditis. The health department won't call him back. The hospital lied to him. It was a cop that told him that his son died of an enlarged heart. Yeah. They didn't even. Yeah. It wasn't even. Covered up. Wasn't even a medical professional telling him. I shit on cops all the time. Man. And they just did a noble thing by telling that dude. So now he's changed. He's like, I have no more life left. That was his life. That interview hurt. It hurt me bad. Yeah. Feels. Yeah, I I sat there and listened to it. And I remember you saying you said I was going to get mad. I got hurt at first, like sad. Then I got mad. Yeah. I was on one of my nightly walks crying like a bitch. Because then I started thinking about. Then I got angry and I came back and I uploaded that whole episode to our pod feeder. Then I started thinking about Little Tubs. (sighs) 
And if something happened to him like that, like now, it- <clears throat> and that's the worst part, man. Like, like you have no legal grounds to even try to fight it. You know what I mean? Right. There's zero. You you. There's no fighting it. You yeah. can't fight this shit. Shout out Ronald Reagan for getting rid of uh, those vaccine manufacturers having any responsibility outside of the Vers Court. Fucking Ronnie. <sighs> Cocksucking fucking acting. Everyone talks so good about him. He's a piece of shit for real. Yeah. So that's fake. You know, another story that's fake that I didn't share with you is that an Idaho doctor just released a video. I'm sure it'll be banned soon because it's not real either. <clears throat> Where in his practice alone, he's seen a 20% increase in specific types of cancer just in the last year. And guess what? Everybody that has those types of cancer all got the vaccine. Hmm. Hmm. What types of cancer did he mention? I forget the word he mentioned, but the word he mentioned I'd never heard before, but it's a specific type of cancer, and it's affecting everyone who got the shot. Hmm. And if you look at the uh, animal studies that they say they didn't do for these coronavirus vaccines that have already been done years before, they found that the spike protein causes cancer. Hmm. And all the animals, all the animals died. That's why they said they didn't do any animal studies on this one. That's not real either. And then the last thing I have before we just get into general, you know, societal talk is uh, another video. Uh, Mr. Secretary, I can tell you, I've, I've listened to you and a handful of other people try to put the best face on this possible. And I can tell you that the temperature of the American people is not there with you. And that I'm not talking from a partisan basis. This this goes both ways. You know, there, there is not enough lipstick in the world to uh, put on this pig to make it look any different than what it actually is. So I, somebody need we need, the American people want to know who's responsible for this. So let's start with this. Who is responsible? Who made the decisions on this? Was it the president of the United States? Uh, ultimately, uh, the president makes the decisions. That's correct. Did he in this case? As, as in every case, ultimately decisions that can only be decided by the president are decided by the president. Well, and now, of course, uh, to, be, to be specific, uh, uh, Senator, there are hundreds, thousands of decisions uh, every single day uh, that go into a, a situation as complex as this one. The big strategic decisions, those are decided by the, by the president. The tactical, operational decisions are made by, uh, by different agencies, agency heads, uh, agency officials. Well, I'm more interested in, in the top decision-making. Mm-hmm. Look, we've all seen this. We saw it as, as recently as yesterday. Somebody in the White House has authority to press the button and stop the president, cut off the president's uh, uh, speaking ability and sound. Who is that person? <laughs> I think anyone who knows the president, uh, including members of this uh, committee, knows that... Uh, <laughs> He speaks very clearly and very uh, deliberately uh, for himself. Uh, no one else does. Well, are you, are you saying that there's no one in the White House that can cut him off? Because yesterday that happened, and it's happened a number of times before that. It's been widely reported that somebody has the ability to push the button and, and cut off his sound and stop him from speaking. Who is that person? <laughs> there, is, there is no such person. Again, uh, the president uh, speaks for himself. Uh, makes all of the strategic decisions uh, informed by the best advice that he can get from the uh, the people around him. So are you unaware that this is actually happening? Because it happened yesterday at the uh, interagency fire center. Uh, it was widely reported. The media's reported on it. And it's not the first time it's happened. It's happened several times. Are you telling this, are you telling this committee that this does not happen, that there's no one 
in the White House who pushes the button and, and cuts him off in mid-sentence? That's correct. So this didn't happen yesterday, nor on the other occasions where the media showed the American people that his sentence was cut off in mid-sentence. Yeah. Are you saying that didn't happen? Senator, I'm, I really don't know what you're, uh, what you're referring to. All I can tell you is, uh, having uh, worked with the president uh, for now uh, 20 years, both here uh, on this committee uh, and uh, in, uh, over the last nine months at the White House, the president very much speaks for himself. Well, let's take a different attack. He does speak for himself, but what happens when somebody doesn't want him speaking? You're, you're telling us you don't know anything about this, that, they, that somebody cuts him off in midst of this committee? Because I'm, everybody here has seen it. Senator, I'm telling you, based on my own experience uh, with the president over the last 20 years, <laughs> anyone who tried to stop him from saying what he wanted to say, speaking his mind, uh, would probably not be long for their, for their job. <clears throat> Let's turn to the dissent. Senator demands to know who in the White House has the authority to cut off the president's microphone because it's happened two or three times where he just starts rambling off. I saw a video the other day, too, where his fucking bitch-ass wife was talking, and he just wandered off in the background. Yes, yeah, saw and that Fox one. News put a, like the, he heard an ice cream truck and he just wandered <laughs> off. And it wasn't for the ice cream. He wanted the kids. This is a straight-up joke, man. Like, God damn. They're already starting to talk about that shit that we predicted during the Trump presidency where everybody was talking about the 25th Amendment being added for Trump's removal, and we were like, no, nah, that's for Biden, that's for bro. Biden. They're already talking about it. Because that dude was like, he was the, he can't even say he's late on arrival. He's, uh, he's checked out. He's, he's fucking got dementia, man. Yeah. He's fucked too many kids. He's done too many fucking, allegedly, in Minecraft. He's also, uh, he's done too much adrenochrome, allegedly, in Minecraft. He's fried. You know what's funny is like he's mandating this shit and then they're going to pass this shit where our kids have to take the shot two to five. You know what's crazy? And uh, his son's a crackhead. You know what's crazy is is that like, you know, you think all like they had, they dredged up like Trump's entire life to like just find pieces every once in a while. Like look what Trump said back in 1990. He talked about like pussy. And, like, and yeah, they, they did that for, like, they took his whole life, right? And they just went through everything with a fine-tooth comb yeah. and dissected every single thing he did, he right? He doesn't pay taxes. You don't even have to do that with Joe Biden. Yeah, he doesn't. You, you got fresh meme material. Every day. Every day. And they've got people in the White House cutting his microphone off. I really wish I on. really wish sometime they wouldn't cut the mic off. I'm really interested in what that guy's got to say. I mean, fuck. He was talking about goddamn kids jumping in his lap and learning about cockroaches and kids playing with his leg hair. That was before the fucking election even yeah. happened. This dude's been fried for a fucking decade, probably. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I don't even think the videos they release of him are real because people were sending us pictures. I don't know if you saw them. Is it? Where is... Side of his head looks all fucked up. His head, yeah, like it's a it's a CGI. Like he's got a square piece of skin that sticks out about an inch past his fucking mask he's wearing. What if that's like some shit where they it's like deep fake, bro? That or uh, like they it's like a makeup thing where they they tighten his face up so it doesn't look like like he looks like a fucking uh, like for, like basically what Prince Philip looked like towards the end. I where bet he, his patience is wearing thin with this podcast too, faggot. You be it would joy my heart. It would bring so much joy to my heart to think that he would listen to it and like. Yeah. But I don't think he'd be able to understand anything we were saying, anyways. No, he wouldn't. You know what's funny though is is like there's there is talk, and I feel like they're they're buttoning us up for the twenty fifth amendment thing because there's already talk that apparently there's a big schism 
going on between his camp and Kamala Harris's camp. Because so, and this is a good case in point. Once again, another article I found on Zero Hedge where they pointed <coughs> this out. Yeah. Um, you haven't checked it out? Go check out Zero Hedge. Um, Fire. Basically, it, a lot of financial stuff too. Um, so the day he he made that speech about getting OSHA involved and and mandating the vaccine for eighty million or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, then and basically, this isn't about your freedom. Blah 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 blah. Went on, you know. My patience is wearing thin, stupid shit, right? right? The very next day, Kamala Harris did a speech where she, it had to do with the it, the abortion law in Texas, right? And she was talking about how this is your body, it is your choice, you have the freedom to decide for yourself. Because that, that involves you murdering another human. And she, she, she goes on on this in diatribe America. about how, like, you have bodily autonomy you have that freedom and you have that choice so two speeches with completely different like machinations to them right yeah like and they pointed out the fact that like usually uh in in you know between the president and vice president they have their teams they communicate daily yeah right like basically and keep each other on the same page so somebody isn't doing exactly yes. what happened there yeah and basically going at odds with each other about ideologies, right? Yeah. When it comes to uh, uh, bodily autonomy, like kind of seemed a bit off message to be talking about something like that. I'm listening. To be, to be, to, to literally the next day being like, you do have this freedom. You do have this choice. Well, and I know she wasn't talking about the vaccine, but at the same time, I feel like you probably, if you, I know they flip flop a lot and they, they're, they're hypocrites. But I feel like even they know if they were in real communication with each other, they would have been like, all right, well, let's save that speech for about two or three days down the news cycle so they don't butt right up against each other. And you're like, right. you two aren't on the same page. These motherfuckers tripping. Or notice that obviously you guys aren't communicating with each other properly. Yeah. Or your teams aren't. So I, 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 I feel like that right there, that schism is already the beginning. Like I remember hearing about it back in January. They were talking about how they don't communicate with each other really at all. Yeah. Right. Well, they like, shouldn't. I mean, they're puppets, but you know, I, I don't know. Fuck them. Fuck them both. Fuck the government. Now I'll tell you what I am interested in. I am interested in what is going to happen this Saturday. <coughs> all so, with that fake justice ass. for J six. Yeah. That was the time that that cop killed that lady. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. For no Ashley reason. Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt. Um, Rest in power. So, King. <laughs> leaving that in. <laughs> yeah, well, wait, no. Rest in power, Ashley Babbitt. Queen. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Okay, so, and, but the, here's, the, here's the thing about this, Jason. I'm interested to see what happens because Republicans are telling other Republicans, stay the fuck away. Yeah, they're getting Don't go ready. anywhere near it. <laughs> Don't be fuck it. This is agent a, provocateur shit This show. is a trap. So how about you just let it be all agent provocateurs doing their thing? Like, if Republicans are coming out of the woodwork being like, don't fucking go to that. Yeah. It's a trap. It's a trap. Because they've already set up the fences and done all that shit. Yeah. Like, I'm interested to see what happens. Remember, remember on January 6th when they opened the Capitol? And the cops let those people in. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, before n even knowing what happened, if something does happen, uh, 
it wasn't anybody that actually believed in the things that supposedly were going on there. No, Google Agent Provocateur, if you don't already know. If you're new to the show, Google Agent Provocateur. So, because uh, I, I don't think uh, anybody who, like, in their right mind, who knows better is going to be going to that. You're going to have... Like I said, what if it's like it's like that Spider-Man meme where the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other? other, Like they're both like you have agent provocateurs who don't know each other, geeking each other up. Like, but the thing is, is like that's not going to stop them from getting arrested and all this shit, and them blaming on Republicans and stuff like that. Even though Republicans are being like, "Don't go, don't go to this. Right? It's a bad idea." Yeah, because like. The Democrats are trying their damnedest to keep the memory of January 6th alive in people's heads because they are really trying to push a narrative about how basically making uh, domestic terrorism domestic ter- about domestic terrorism and how it was the worst <laughs> day in U.S. history. Yeah, they compared like, it with being worse than 9-11. Yeah, that, yeah I remember seeing that tweet about? where this lady is like, that's worse than 9-11. And then there's other people trying to say that like there was one uh, Apple got in trouble because they were suggesting a podcast where there's this guy, analyst who was trying to say that January 6th was the inevitable uh, outcome of 9-11. Yeah. Like, it was an outcome he, of... The- he drew a timeline and basically said that 9-11's here, January 6th is here. They all meet up together. Well, they need a fucking excuse to take our guns before they allow the fucking chai to invade the country. So, more or less, don't... If, if anybody out there listening, please don't go to that. No, don't do it. It's a terrible idea. It's a horrible fucking idea. It's probably a horrible idea to go on January 6th. You know what a better idea would be? Entering a completely consensual sexual marriage with a uh, hornet's nest. Yeah. Full penetration. Full. No condom. No condom. Nope. nope. No lube either. Yeah. Slide that bitch Going in, in dry. Good, yeah. But the pillow, I'm going in dry. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I think that all that is no bueno, and I'm interested to see what happens. It might be a big nothing sandwich, because if it's all a bunch of agent provocateurs or the people that are there are not going to fuck around, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. Listen, I don't know if I finished that thought earlier or if I, if I you know, autistically rambled on about something else, but I'm here to say first on the Bones and Tubbs podcast, as we've done a numerous amount of times, that... This COVID shit is conditioning. The shot is trying to kill you. The variants are, you know, of the bioweapon to reduce human population. And they're losing the narrative, right? Yeah. Uh, remember when I told everybody to download that app Newsbreak because of all the ridiculous fucking bullshit? And that's like the narrative. Just call, they should just call it the narrative app. Yeah. To show where the government and society are at with the narrative. Mm-hmm. Well, people, they're losing the narrative so badly that Everyone, almost everyone, except for the clear bots, on the comment sections of every story are talking shit about COVID. They're talking shit about the mandates. Man, did you see that Channel 7 thread? No. Okay, this actually made national headlines. Yeah. So, Channel 7 put this thread up on Facebook asking about- Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I did see that. People's families and uh, uh, unvaccinated deaths and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. It got all the comments super exploded. Weren't they vaccine related injuries? Pe- vaccine related injuries. It fucking backfires so goddamn hard in their fucking faces. Good. I think Fuck I, I think Alex Jones covered it. He did. Um, so that being said, uh, there's that that's hopeful. Yeah, I think that they are using this. They're stalling. Uh, they're like jo- they're Joseph Stalin right now. You know they're stalling, but 
it's because they want there's either going to be a very bad bio release in the fall or whatever this fucking bioweapon is that doctors have been warning about from other countries uh, is going to mutate into something terrible in the fall. The shots are going to start making people get sicker in the fall because they have lacked immunity or they're going to start a war with China. Like something big is coming because they're in the middle of the Great Reset. They're losing the narrative on COVID. They have to shift the narrative in order to maintain their power. Mm-hmm. All these other countries you're seeing too are talking in legal terms and releasing stories like, well, the mandates are going to be lifted. They're, we're lifting the mandates, but they're not. Yeah. They're putting it out in the media, but they're still beating you up and telling you you have to wear a mask hey, hey, outside. I'm here to tell you now that whole January 6th thing or the justice for this Saturday, yeah. right? The justice for. J6. Like I I can't reiterate enough. Don't go. No. Because you know what that is? That is a proverbial booster shot to their narrative about how that is some sort of that was some sort of turning point in American history. Like, don't go to that because that is just going to reinvigorate them and their zeal and let this thing die. Let the January 6th thing die. Don't. Yeah. Because you know what? Global 5D chess board. Don't play into their fucking chess moves. Because you know what? They like though there were plenty of Trumpers there and all that. They pl- they literally arrested, and that's on the record. They arrested people who were there who were not Trumpers who were in disguise. They arrested people who you know were wolves, proverbial wolves in sheep's clothing. Mm. And I could guarantee goddamn tea that they were riling people up. Did you see they arrested Owen Schroyer the other day? No. Or they forced him to show. You know what I'm talking about? Owen Schroyer is an, uh, an Infowars reporter. He's got his own show. Yeah. I think it's called The War Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did hear about that. Yeah. Uh, The FBI charged him with going inside the Capitol, although he He, was there outside the Capitol telling people not to go in. Not only that, he was there on a journalistic uh, uh, capacity. Yeah. And it's actually, uh, I did read more about that, and another article on Zero Hedge, um, they were talking about that and how his case could theoretically redefine, like, because he was there as a journalist, he was there to document, right? Yeah. And fuck it, we're burning they, books. And, Why and won't ba- we go after journalists? Well, and that's the thing. That's what they're saying. They're like, basically, if you go after him and you charge him and you you are basically declaring war. In in reality, you're declaring war on journalism, independent media. But it's you're declaring war on journalism you don't like. Yeah. That's more or less what it's, it's like. Rather Hitlerian. Yeah. Did you see that thing I posted? Uh, I can't remember. If, it might have been DC Deets that posted it actually in the group chat yesterday. It was DC Deets. Shout out that El Presidente boy. Shout out to him getting that maintenance spot too. Mm-hmm. But um, he posted that I think it was a professor in Texas talking about like, do you think Hitler got elected on Monday and started throwing people in the gas chambers or the ovens on Friday? No. no. And he talks about like a complete historical mirror of how these people get elected. They start talking about a certain subgroup of people that are responsible for all of society's ills, mm-hmm. which you could obviously fucking put that filter directly over. And it the unvaccinated are the reason. Yeah, the unvaccinated are the reason the mandates are or bad. The Trumpers, the rightists, the fucking gun owners, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And uh, you know, and then it just talks about you know making them wear certain things like stars, and they were proud to wear the stars. Same way we were been proud to wear the mask there for a while because we were helping. I'm helping. Yeah, you know. But uh, and then they had the the glass night, night of glass. Crystal knock. Crystal knock. And they went through and bashed out all the windows of fucking Jewish owned businesses. And then the next thing came during cars. 
and that nobody was fought yeah. back. And Crystal Knot was a total like grassroots thing too. Like it wasn't like yeah. I mean, he hyped up society to fight yeah. these motherfuckers. He got man. them all they fucking. He got them all fuck in a fever pitch, <clears> and it just resulted in Crystal Knot. Yeah, and uh, that's around the time. You know, it, it makes me think there was this guy. He used to be a tour guide at Wright Patterson Air Force Base. His name was Felix. I can't remember his last name. What a baller name. He was um so this is his story, right? He was in Germany as a kid. He was a Jewish kid in Germany, right? Like shit started getting bad, right? And I believe it was in thirty six, thirty seven, uh, they started what's called the Kinder Transports. Yeah. Where Jews were sending their children yeah. To Just other parts. They're getting their kids out because they're like, this is no good. Nothing about this is good. We need to get our kids out because, you know, well, and that's the thing. They were, these poor kids were like, they were going, like he said, when he went to summer camp uh, one year before he left, like normally summer camp was great and everybody got along. And then he went one year and, uh, like Jews weren't allowed to swim in the pool anymore. And like, they had to, they basically segregated them, right? <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, the, the parents saw the writing on the wall that things we weren't going to get any better. Out. Let's get our kids out now. I think they still had a holdout that things were going to get better, right? But, you know, <clears throat> as we know, it didn't. But, um, he was sent to England and, uh, by himself. Yeah. By himself as a child. Just a train full of kids. Just a boy. Right, and um, he eventually immigrated to the United States, and mind you, he was he was probably about twelve or so when this happened, and uh, he actually, by the time the war had really hit its peak, he was he was able to enlist, and he went back over as a U.S. soldier, and fought, you know, fought the Nazis, like. The biggest dick energy you can imagine. Yeah, shout out. You know, Savage. basically to more or less find out that his family was dead. Man, like, do you think all this happened before or after? Uh, so think about it like this: it went from having segregated areas and stuff like that when he was but a boy, right? To by the time he gets back there as a man, full fledged, just straight up, ex- not work camps, not ghettos, extermination camps. Yeah, crazy. So we're talking, like I said, he was probably 10 to 12 when he left and was able to enlist. So six, seven years later, you know, and go over there and your family is dead. Your people are gone. Like, it's not that big amount of time. Like, like you're right. It doesn't happen. You know, he wasn't elected on Monday and people were sent to the gas chambers on Friday. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a skip span of time. Like, you go back, like, you remember, you know, you had a whole community when you were a kid, and suddenly you go back there, and everything's gone. Yeah. Not just your family, but, like, everything that, like, your, your whole history, your whole, like, your people's history, everything just <clears throat> wiped off the fucking map. Right. And you're the only one left to tell the story. It's crazy. That dude was a boss. I, want, I don't know if he's still alive or not, but he was a boss for real. I'd buy him a beer. I don't know if he'd drink it, but... He was an oh, old man. Listen, World War II veteran. We're gonna drink a beer. Yeah, I I uh, I was gonna ask the uh, the Kinder trains. 
I, I wonder if that was before or after fucking uh, Henry Ford got all those contracts to build engines for German tanks, or if it was before or after IBM got all those contracts to uh, build the computers to track the Nazis. Or before Coca-Cola. I'm sorry, to, to, to track the Jews. Say, or before Coca-Cola made that delicious beverage known as Fanta for them. Fanta. Fanta. You know, one thing that I do appreciate about the Nazis... Um, I cannot fucking remember the name of this drug, but I listened to this story the other day, and it was fantastic, right? I think it was a Nazi regiment of troops Mm -hmm. were out, like, somewhere, and it was cold. It was like a a mountainous, snowy region. Yeah. And uh, they were under fire. This might... It might be America that did this, honestly. It said the swastika just, you know, it blends into so many different flags. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, whatever fucking country it was, they had this drug and it wasn't like they just gave it to him like in a tin, like it was mints huh. and it was fucking crystal meth. Oh, that was probably the Nazis. They give their That's soldiers. That's what I thought too, but the story I watched made it seem heroic, so it makes me feel weird that somebody would be doing a Nazi hero story. Well, I mean, that's not it's not abnormal. I mean, the Nazis <laughs> gave their soldiers Benzedrine, which is the same thing as... Uh, yeah, I think I'm getting that right. I learned that from Eurotrip. Your yeah. Benzedrine. Benzedrine. Benzedrine's like meth. Yeah. Um. Or, you know, there was... Uh, the British had Dutch courage. Yeah. They would give their soldiers a, a fucking... A thing of Dutch gin before a battle. Basically, it would like... Oh, you know, listen. You'd be drunk and you'd be like... Yeah. You know. If I could shoot Test 100 and maybe some like Adderall with a whole bottle of gin, I'm taking out a whole platoon of motherfuckers. Well, I tell you, it's like... Yeah, you say Test 100, gin... And a big old zooter. Yeah. A zoot shooter. Yeah. That's like Psycho. For sure. It's like you, you took Absolutely. all the elements of Psycho from the Fallout games and you, <laughs> you separated them and you're just like, oh, that's your berserker mode. Yeah. Maybe, you know what? I got one more thing. You throw in some psilocybin mushrooms in there. <laughs> I don't know, man, because then you start loving motherfuckers. No, man. You gotta listen, love them with a firearm. But, but that's the thing, though. You're combining things that should not be combined, right? Like, that you might end up doing some straight up Jacob's ladder shit and like <laughs> not like just kill the enemy but also kill your friends too. But this this weird hero story, uh, just to finish it out before I forget, he was uh his group or whatever fucking branch he was in, they were they were they were trudging through this fucking cold ass snowy mountain. Mm-hmm. And there's enemy all around, right? And they're fighting them and they're fucking hungry and they're cold and they're tired. And this dude had a, a tin. Of this fucking crystal meth, mm-hmm. <laughs> or mints, or whatever. Pills, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But they were issued by the government. And uh, he's, you know, in fucking winter gear, and he's, like, fumbling to get this shit out. He's so goddamn tired, he can't keep walking. Right? Yeah. And then, because of his gloves and all this shit, he ended up pouring, like, 38 of these fucking pills in his hand, and he ate 38 pills of meth. <laughs> Do you know what he did for the next... <laughs> I think it was, like, a 10 or 12-day... Yeah, there were shadow I've people. I've heard about this. Yeah. I have heard was about this. Was it Nazis? This. I don't know if it was the Nazis or like the it might have been the Finns. Maybe it was the Finnish. Like, but he lost like a substantial amount of weight. Not only that, like, he fucking was like riding the skis into listen, fucking other town ta- like dude, into enemy camps shooting motherfuckers. That was the Finns. That was yeah, a okay, Finn. Finns. Okay, so I'm pretty sure it was the Finns. But like Methed out of his you would fucking think, mind. There was a period of time where that dude was the apex predator of the planet yeah like no, nobody's gonna nope. stop you you took 28 meth pills bitch he, like, he, it makes me think of uh uh there's that story cocaine bear 
Did you ever hear that story before? Yeah, like where a coke a bear ate like thirty eight kilos of co- coke, and they're like, the five minutes before he fucking died, he had to be the most dangerous fucking yeah. animal on the planet. There like, should be a global alert that happens when something like that happens. Like uh, there's a fucking there is a predator in the middle of the woods right now that nothing can stop. A tank won't stop it. Like that's uh, this Finnish motherfucker was riding skis. <laughs> Like skiing through enemy camps, just shooting bitches, and just—I can only imagine going through it. Not cold, not tired, not, not hungry anymore. Not hungry. <laughs> and you know goddamn well this finished motherfucker. He might have been on one ski. I don't. Dude, he probably know. didn't even have a like when he finally like came back. He probably didn't have an ounce of fucking fat. Like he was probably just sheer fucking muscle. like and fucking probably very weight. lean muscle yeah. like yeah <laughs> you look like those dudes you see dancing at gas stations yeah like that you don't once even was a man who'd had no sleep <laughs> even up 10 days on methamphetamine <laughs> i love that song on tiktok so soon will the, the shadow, shadow man come, come. <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love it oh i mean that's probably what like if we want to beat them we're gonna have to chemicals bro yeah better living through chemistry yeah that's why i've always said we've talked about it before when this shit finally pops off i don't give a fuck if they use an emp or not i'm buying a bicycle (laughs) i'm riding a bicycle with a backpack an empty backpack and a fucking ak-47 in minecraft down us 35 to eaton ohio Mm -hmm. you're getting your bicycle and we're gonna go rob a pharmacy yeah in minecraft yeah in minecraft and we are going to be the best chemical boys, and there might become a time we will we will be the most dangerous yeah. apex predators. Soon will the shadowman come. It's just like <laughs> you see, like a burned out jeep, and there's like bite marks in it, and shit. You're like, yeah, <laughs> who did this? Who the fuck did this? Bones like bones, it's just like written in poop on the side is bones <laughs> and toes. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like that. Uh, where what was it? Uh, Inglorious Bastards, where I'm I'm like wiping poop on it. I'm drawing. You're like that might be the best one you've ever done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh fuck! I think that about wraps us up though. Uh, like to thank uh, Blood the Brave. Yes, sir. Blood of the Brave on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Fucking probably Snapchat. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, check him out on Bandcamp. Bandcamp.com. Buy his music. Let him know Bones and Tub sent you. Like to take JMY5? No, nah, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know if he listens anymore. Uh, I, I need to call him. Uh, there's I ways. Th- I haven't uploaded on fucking YouTube since like January. Uh, there's ways to get a hold of us. Yeah, my number is uh, 937. <laughs> uh, we're on Twitter at Bones Tubs, Facebook.com forward slash Bones and Tubs. We're about to reinitiate our Gab account because Gab. Was another that was another Alex Jones. If you can't tell, Alex Jones is daily listening for for your boy Bones here. Yeah, he's back in my good graces. Yeah, and he is a hero in my mind. But he had the the founder of Gab on, and I'm I'm all in. We're gonna go back on Gab. Nice. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Bones and Tub Show. I'm just gonna start uploading my own pictures on top of our show art. Yeah. Uh, go to my fucking TikTok. It's in the YouTube description. It's in the podcast description. I need you, everyone listening, to hear my voice. Create a fucking TikTok account and just follow Bones and Tubs so I can get to a thousand. Yeah, uh, I posted a fire video of Joe Biden the other day touching kids, and like twenty three people looked at it, which aww. is you can tell that it's algorithmically being lowered. Yeah, because all the other ones are in the hundreds or thousands. Well, you know, you gotta do one of the trending ones. You know, it had a trendy song on it, or like you gotta go to work and get a devious lick, as the kids I'm are about saying. To start stealing shit too. Fuck it. But uh, I don't have a urinal. 
You know, you could also check out our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Bones and Tubs. We're on Venmo. We're on Cash App. We're on PayPal. Uh, we'd like to thank y'all for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you have any of those methamphetamine pills that are, you know, made in a pharmacy, hit me up on bonesandtubesgmail.com and we'll talk about it in Minecraft. In Minecraft. I was going to say, you got to finish it in Minecraft. Uh, you already know. Uh, I ain't no fool. We hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you got, uh, you know, we hope you tune in next time. Between now and again, we hope you guys stay safe. Stop scratching your face. We love you. We really do. The thing about, the bad thing about being honest and straightforward and doing that is... People know where you stand and they take, try to take advantage of you. They take advantage of your good nature. They take advantage of the fact that they know that you're a good guy, you are a straight shooter, and that you're not going to retaliate on them when they fuck you. Well, folks, most of the time I believe that's probably true. But God built me to be here to prove to you that what you have been doing for God knows how many years is wrong. You picked on the wrong man. I'm not tough. You hear that? I'm not that strong. They rolled up in all black yeah. Windows have crashed yeah. Scoping out the scene Before they attack Had they on bad guys In most people's eyes Most trust them with their life Cause they got a badge and tie Gifted a position Given to them by a system Has set it all up To put the kids in the prison This is non-fiction Non-violence It's just listen They got a mission To imprison your mind and soul This ain't nothing new But we survival with soul That don't believe in ourselves But believe what we're told That we're all molded by a machine That gets in your dreams Scolding and told who I should be, but I'll never conform. I was born to be free. This is set up and never let up from the cradle to the grave. They got you in the cage. It's a setup, so keep your head up. Cause it's selling all that doubt with every word at the mouth. It's a setup and never let up from the cradle to the grave. They got you in the cage. It's a setup, so keep your head up. Cause it's selling all that doubt with every word at the mouth. Giving up a subvert. Yeah, that's a fact, deny it if you want But I'll do the math, I face facts and understand How to overstand the plan with my mind intact And I got more than a plan, I got hope and belief Dreams and faith and know damn well That's what they want to take, it's a weapon Fear is aggression and they plan it in our minds To the point we can't find a way out, a way in And anywhere you go you'll see a many men over there and everywhere They're armed and prepared to do whatever it takes they don't play fair, that's a jump out boys With the plastic toys draped in all black Ready to bring the noise It's a setup, and never let up From the cradle to the grave They got you in the cage It's a setup, so keep your head up Cause it's selling all that doubt With every word at the mouth It's a setup, and never let up From the cradle to the grave They got you in the cage It's a setup, so keep your head up Cause it's selling all that doubt With every word at the mouth